It's not very often, Zanin. No, that you let me pee alone. It's yeah, that. <laughs> but it's not very often that we do interviews solo. Yeah, that's right. This one Your I was yin oh. to my yang. Oh, yeah, well, Yang wasn't here that day. <laughs> <laughs> I um I am disappointed because this one sounded like it was amazing to be a part of. You did some crazy stuff with Joel Adams. Uh, a loop pedal. That was that yeah, was cool. Yeah, we got a loop pedal involved. Mm. And he's just such an incredible he's where he draws his inspiration from mm. is so like I completely get yeah, very got, relatable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's got that cool. real soul and R and B vibe, and and he really pulls and draws from from like almost like your Islander type thing. And I think yeah, it's right. the people that he's grown up with and he's hung around through his schooling and whatnot. And okay, uh, are, you, are you making me feel jealous here that I wasn't here yeah. to interview him? I guess you could check it out. There's a reason that like. I think Stevie Wonder has 29, 30 Grammys. He's got more Grammys than any other artist. There's yeah. a reason behind that. Like, he is honestly one of the most insane musicians ever. That's a little snippet. That's But yeah. here's the whole damn thing. That's cool, man. Joel Adams. Joel. Mate. <laughs> um, man, so we've known you for a while. We've known you we for back, a while. <laughs> I mean Australia. I'm talking on behalf of Australia right Oh, now. right. Okay. Just the not world. me and you. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave that for another interview. We go back like <laughs> years, man. Back in the day. Um, no, so you started your, off your career or you, where, where Australia kind of heard of Joel Adams and heard Joel Adams' voice was on X Factor. Yeah. And I love that you've been able to hearing – your, hearing your audition – be able to kind of uh, being able to listen to your music and see the progression not only of your writing but of your vocal style like obviously how old were you back then i was a little 15 prepubescent you yeah. know young boy yeah so <laughs> i i love listening to your music you can kind of hear that from releasing your uh, self-titled EP last year, yeah. I can really hear that you've... I think it was a perfect time for you to have created a self-titled album or EP mm. because you're at that zone now. I feel like you've got that... You know who you are, not only as a person, but as a musician. You've got mm. your sound. You've got... You, you, you know exactly... Creatively, you know exactly where you're at. Mm. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, it's been a... A long time to try and figure out like what type of music I wanted to make or what type of artist I wanted to be because, you know, I kind of got thrown in the deep end. I wrote the first song I ever wrote was Please Don't Go. The first song I ever put out was Please Don't Go. And then it just became my identity. And so like my whole, um, you know, after that, I was just trying to follow up with something that was like that or something that, but like that. And I didn't really have the chance to kind of jump into sessions and actually work with other writers or figure out, oh, this is how I like writing a song. This is, you know, what I like, you know. So I, I, I was really confused after that whole situation. So I had to take a couple of years to really figure it out. And I also went through a lot of stuff in the interim, you know, that made me, you know, learn a lot about just life in itself. So I was able to take that, take all the musical lessons I learned and kind of, you know, put it all together and then, you know, choose the songs that I I'd written over those years that I thought best represented, you know, me musically. And to be honest, the truth is it's a bit all over the place. If you listen to the first EP, it was just 
a bit like there's like one song, Big World, is like this singer-songwriter, um, you know, anthem. And then there's Coffee, which is like this soul, you know, neo-soul tune. So it's like it's all a bit all over the place, but it's kind of like me just trying to figure out who I am musically. And I think you really hear that in the EP. Yeah, see, I agree. I agree. And like in – I. I I love that you said that because that was exactly my thought. Is mm. it is it's it jumps to and from, but mm. it still has that strict. Not it still has that iconic Joel Adams sound that where I feel like you've got that iconic sound for yourself now. Thanks, um, mate. Personally, Appreciate like that. I really think you've got like you've you've had such such experience over in LA and meeting people like uh, Ryan Tedder who who've who's recorded with or created music with like your Beyonce's, your Ellie Goulding's, your uh, shit. To, who else? I mean, me. You, you know? of oh, course. No, of <laughs> course. Um, <laughs> but being able to work with people like yeah. that, how was the shift over to LA? Man, it was. Um, like moving over there and like the whole experience was, um, it's pretty crazy. Um, well, look, the thing is, I left school the day after I finished, the day after I finished school, I left and went to America. So, you know, the whole moving overseas thing wasn't as crazy as just being kind of like put into the industry of like working with people who I'd always kind of looked up to. And you think when you see like, you know, these guys' names on all these songs, you think they're just like magicians. And, um, you know, they're just really hard workers and they're just really like, they learned from the way that they learn is the same way that anyone else learns. They learn from people that like they look up to. So they've just been around the right rooms and they've worked with the right people. And one of Ryan's best, um, lessons he ever taught me with writing songs was you need to suck just enough. So kind of like, you know, one of the things that I, I, would find I had problems with as a young writer was always like trying to, you know, make the craziest chord progressions and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, that is only going to appeal to a certain audience. Like most of the people that are singing your songs are kids in the car, like with their parents or like, you know, like TikTok, like, you know what I mean? So it's all very like, you know, you got to appeal to a market, but you got to find a way to make your own lane too. So it's, um, it was it, moving over to LA taught me a lot of like what not to do lessons. And that kind of helped me figure out what I wanted to be. Because I think it's hard to just look at yourself and be like, oh, I'm this person. You've got to learn what you don't like before you know what you like, really. Yeah, it's making those mistakes mm. to shift into that zone. So in terms of sucking just enough, it's like you're, yeah. you're not quite... Do you mean vocally just turning around and no, going... No, I mean like... Um, so... Because I don't be think you're a bad person. No, you know? no, not as a person. <laughs> you need no. to be a shit guy just enough. No, no. Um, no, no, definitely not. It's more just like, like trying not to... How do I put it? So, like, when you start doing music, like, your number one thing is you, you you get this reaction out of people and then, like, you want to keep getting it. And so, you're, like, you want to impress people. You want to – and it's not about that. It's about being simple. The best songs you'll find, like, all the greatest songs of all time, like, you know, say Billie Jean, uh, Isn't She Lovely, like, you know, uh, What's Going On, all these, like, classic songs. They aren't, like, the mel melodies in them are very simple. Like, they're not, like, crazy, like, you know, all over the place melodies and they're, the songs aren't, like, overly complicated. They're just really great written songs, good chords, good turnarounds and just, like, a pure message. And um, that's what he means. He means it's not about being the best guitar player. It's not about being the best singer. It's about 
being like showing the best part of you in a, in a way that everyone can like access it. So I guess that's what he means by don't just suck just enough. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So like, would you say that your best songs are your simplest songs? Like now is, is the idea to write a simple song? I think, yeah, the idea is to, well, obviously I'm always learning like all the stuff I learn, like, you know, I, I, I just take it with me, like all the chords. I want to, I want to be able to make stuff that's still got like really colorful chords, but it's more about like, you know, filtering that down and trying to make, you know, a song out of it because you can't make a song out of 17 chords, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's more about like, um, my favorite songs usually are the ones that, um, I just kind of say what's on my mind and it just comes out very naturally. And that's the thing about songwriting. It's kind of like fishing. Like you, you, you want to like know that you can like get the song on the day. You want to like, you feel like, oh yeah, I got something coming, but you really never know when it's coming. It's just going to like, you're just going to throw a line out and you're just going to catch one every now and then. And then most times you don't write good songs, but it's about that like one in a hundred time that you write something that's actually all right. So what's your idea of a good song then? Like for you, do you turn around and finish a song and go, you know, we're talking about you creating music for like, a lot of people would say a good song is a song that it's for the masses. It's it's mm. a song that you've got your kids singing in the car, you've got the parents singing mm. along, it's hitting radio and hitting yep. all that. When you're in the studio, do you finish a song and go, oh, that's going to smash? Or do you finish never. a song and go, I'm super proud? I never, I never do that. I mean, I get excited about like a moment when I've come up with something that's a, that sounds good. Um, to me, honestly, what's most important for me, like for my songs, is just kind of coming up with something, one that is different to the other stuff I've been writing, um, something that feels like like me, but like feels like the stuff that I love, but feels like me at the same time. So it's kind of like trying to communicate that creatively of like all my inspirations. And and it's such a, it's such a weird thing because like you'll write something you feel is good and then you go in the studio and you and it sucks when you try and produce it. So it's just, it's such a trial and error process. So it's, it's like a journey. Sometimes like I've gotten better over the years, I think at knowing what song's going to work. Um, but like, you know, I, like I had to learn a lot about rhythm like in the past couple of years about how to like, track drums because you know I would write a lot of acoustic guitar songs and then when I try and put drums on it it would be all over the place so there's just so many things that go into it and I think you only know when it's done and even then you don't know sometimes like you know what I mean you just got to be you just got to it's good it's like a feeling you know when it's like good yeah and that's where that sort of stuff like experience is really helping with Always, that progression yeah, yeah. all experience yeah. It's, it's funny you talk about inspiration and, and even mentioning um, artists like Stevie Wonder artists like Michael Jackson like you mentioned a lot of like soul artists and, and jazz sort of artists yeah who who would you consider your main inspiration? Is there a, a main inspiration for you? Um, I love um just soul R and B. I mean, I love artists from like Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Al Green. You know, um, Temptations, Isley Brothers, like all those guys too. Like music, Soul Child, Usher, um, D'Angelo is one of my favorite artists. D'Angelo, um, I love Lenny Kravitz as well, and I love Maxwell, and I love just I love soul and R and B. Like that to me is you know. Just, I feel like those are the most talented musicians. Um, vocally? Vocally, but also all across the board, man. Rhythmically. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, those are the guys that everyone gets, gets their inspiration off. You know what I mean? There's a reason that, like, I think Stevie Wonder has 29, 30 Grammys. He's got more Grammys than any other artist. There's yeah. a reason behind that. Like, he is honestly one of the most insane musicians ever. 
Um, no, see, agreed. And like, yeah. I, I find it because you, I mean, from the start, I, you were kind of in that pop lane. And hearing that you've got those sort of inspirations, it's really cool that, to hear that you've got that because you turn around and go, well, I'm really excited to see where Joel Adams' sound is going to go because I've seen you perform Goodbye Live mm. and hearing those vocal runs and hearing those, like, everything vocally, I'm like, this is your slides, your runs, this is insane. I'm like, this is... This isn't a pop singer to me. Like when you, in my, like stereotypically, it's not a pop singer. Like where is his inspiration from? And you, the moment you said D'Angelo Usher in particular, I'm like, Mm. there it is. Yeah. Well, I actually, I'll be honest with you. And and this is, I I hate singing Please Don't Go. I, I don't like singing that song because it's very simple. And like, that might sound like a weird thing to say about one of my own songs, but it's just like, I don't like, like when I, play gigs like say I play a gig and I do covers Mm. I'm not singing songs like please don't go I'm singing like you know I'm singing Bill Withers I'm singing like you know songs that are like old R&B soul songs you know I'm not I'm singing stuff that's actually challenging like for my voice yeah um and that's no, the type I mean, of stuff I, I listen mean to. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Like, no, goodbye. I like singing goodbye. It's I, I like what I like about goodbye is um I think it's yeah it's just I think the the earworminess of it, yeah. obviously. Um, I love that it's got some Afro beat to it. You know, I love that. Um, yeah, that I just, old, yeah, yeah. And then the switch up in the pre-chorus. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of that inspiration from hanging out with a lot of my um, friends from New Zealand. Um, two guys I really hang out with, uh, uh, the Vibe Creators, one in particular, Nez, um, Nez Love, shout out Nez Love. He was a big um, inspiration for me, you know, in the past couple, of, in the past year. He introduced me to all these New Zealand acts like, you know, LAB, um, you know, uh, 660, yeah. you know, who I didn't really even, I didn't know much about 660. And there's Dude. so many, art, there's so many artists I, I've, I've been like introduced to, like uh, BJ, the Chicago kid, mm. um, like uh, Lucky Day, there's cra- just crazy R&B artists. And, and like uh, what I learned with all these guys was the percussiveness. And, and I learned a lot about that. So I've just been going in and practicing my timing has been one of the biggest things I've been practicing lately. So, you know, this song, um, I feel like Goodbye is like the first kind of glimpse of what I'm going to be touching on musically, but there's a whole lot of stuff to come. Even after this EP, this EP is really, you know, starting to make the transition from being like singer-songwriter to really move into where I want to go, which is soul and R&B. Yeah. But finding a, a tasteful way of making it sonically kind of like, it's like... Seamless? Yeah, just like like what I love, one of my favorite artists is... um. Jared James, because oh, yeah. what he did with his music is he made it like uh, this neo blue-eyed soul kind of thing that was really really cool. But it wasn't. It didn't seem like too R and B to like play it on radio. And like that song, do you remember? To me, is just like sonically, it's it's insane. I will never get out of that song. Yeah, um, it reminds me of Billie Eilish too. Like when she did the early stuff with Finn. Um, like that song, what's it called? I don't want to be you anymore. That song is just insane to me. Heard it. Uh, oh man, yeah. you'll know it, you'll know it when yeah. you hear it. And then there's like that one song on um, when the when the party's over like that song to me is those like sonics I need to find my kind of sound like that yeah. but fuse it with all the soul stuff so that's what I've really been working on lately well see that really excites me because one of the yeah. main thing like even just mentioning someone like BJ Chicago the Chicago kid yeah. and 660 and they're guys that have kind of kept in gone in their lane and they've gone I, I like I hate the idea of lanes in terms of music. Like, and I yeah. love that where we're going now is, well, where music's at right now is this cross-pollinated, 
I, I can be who I want. I can make what I want as long as it's a reflection of who I truly am. Like yeah. you see so much bullshit and not to shift it over to like, I don't know, your social aspect and all that sort of stuff. But just in, gen in general, people, are, are the best creative and best performer, best musician to me is someone that I can truly connect with. Yeah. And... I can only truly connect with a musician when they're truly connected with their music. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. And I think one of the big things for me has been like letting go of that whole um, thing of wanting to chase success because after Please Don't Go, I really wanted to, you know, have another big Please Don't Go kind of song. Yeah, no doubt. And well, it's still, whenever I hear your name, it's like... Mm, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's, it's there, but... I love you, like being able to say what 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 is success? What is success? Well, yeah, that's to me. To me, when it was happening, it was all about the numbers, and it kind of, I kind of got to, so tied up with that. So then I followed it up with a very pop sounding song, and to be honest, that really wasn't something that I had to sit down and I had to be like, what do I actually like to listen to? Like, what do I actually and and. And I'd been so over living in LA. I'd been so twisted with making music for what am I making this song for this reason, making this song for this reason. I had to, what I had to do is I had to take a break and go out there and just like listen to music and not make any music and truly find out what I like. And that's what I've been able to find like, you know, all these artists and really, you know, connect with like what I want to make going forward. And I have had to let go of that whole, oh, I want to, you know, have. 500 million street like that because when you chase that that's not there's nothing good's gonna come i think for me now i just want to chase the best music i can make yeah. and that's like something that i feel like i could show to some of my mates who are just insane musicians they'd be like this is actually really dope like i could i would play this at a gig like that's that to me if i went to r&b jam nights at press club in brisbane and they were playing one of my songs that would be like goals but that's what I'm chasing now. See, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Just hearing that, you've got... Right now, a musician it can be a bedroom these days. Mm. And we've, we've come... Like, start, can start in a bedroom these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. And if you're... You, you might be performing to the masses, creating for the masses in that sense. Yeah. You know One of my I mean? favorite John Mayer quotes is he said, whenever I was a kid, <clears throat> I used to play guitar in my room pretending I was on stage. Now I'm on stage pretending I'm playing guitar in my room. Like a lot of stars or musicians are just born in their bedroom. Like yeah. they, they, they just come from playing in their room to their idols and now they're able to make music in their room like you've seen with Billie Eilish and, yeah. and all these other artists that are starting to come up and it's really, really exciting to see. And... um yeah, most of my EP, actually the entire EP was made in my mate's granny flat. So, <laughs> you know, we had some fun nights. We <laughs> we had some karaoke nights, you know, and like in between and we would just get drunk and then like, you know, we'd wake up the next day, work on a song. We had, we had a really good time making this record and um, it took a while because we were just in lockdown and kind of enjoying ourselves, you know, partying and, you know, doing what, you know, I hadn't done in years. So, but... um. But yeah, no, it's been good to finally finish it and then um, and now have it have the first song out and then, you know, the rest will come very soon. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see you perform it. Like now that things are opening up, I can't wait to actually see you get out there and perform. Like yeah, man. in terms of getting on stage, what's what's your favorite part about getting on stage and performing to a crowd? Oh, man. Um, it depends. Uh, there's so many things to love. I mean, obviously you love seeing people enjoy themselves. That is like... I love playing to a crowd that is enjoying themselves. Um, getting that energy back is, it's just, it's why. Like, you know, there's nothing like going to a gig and then playing to people's backs. Like, playing to people who are really enjoying your music is, you know, the, 
ultimate. Um, but also just like being able to like go out, play with other musicians, go up on other stages and play, that has been just so much fun and just learning from other people, that's been the biggest thing. But yeah, I'm super excited. I've learned so much in the past couple of years. I can't wait in the past year, sorry, and I can't wait to, you know, put it all together on stage and, you know, keep keep learning. Get out there and show the people. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. Bloody Looking forward to it. I have a loop pedal. Okay. I was wondering if you wanted to kind of mess around and see if we could get... A loop? A loop of um, Goodbye. Okay, yeah, let's try it. Thoughts on it? Let's try it. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. We'll see how this goes. Let's give it a crack. This thing's really cool. I could do something really cool on this actually. Yeah. Can I try it? I'll do um what's a good song? Um I'll do this uh this thing. Wait, Joe Adams, Tony Bay, and Jolie A. Okay, just start your own podcast with him then. <laughs> oh, oh, you're getting a little bit upset, Zane. Well, you, no, actually, you work really well with him. That's that's cool, and I see the vibe there. That you, you know, you said you're very relatable, actually, to each other. You're very cool, like vibe, very chill. I see why you did the loop pedal with him. 
really that was worked. heaps of fun, man. Yeah. That, and that's what we love about getting these artists on our show, in the studio with them. It's just we can create vibes, you know, even the first time we meet them. So this is this is a good connection. Yeah, I and anything this. goes. Mm. Anything goes. Like, we, we honestly have no idea where these interviews could possibly end up. But well, I'm so glad mm. where they do. Oh, which artists we have in next? <laughs> Whoa, I think the next one, we've got uh, Baby No Money. Oh, my goodness. When we chatted to him, we chatted to him a little while ago, but when we chatted to him, he actually had COVID. It's kind of cool. I actually like it. So far, COVID is dope. Um, (laughs) Very cool to speak to Baby No Money. He was a social media, TikTok sensation. Crazy to think that we got got a chance to, you know, be involved in his life, which is cool. So Baby, so BB. Yep. No yep. dollar sign. Yeah. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> and he'll be on our next episode of More Than Music.